0: This is the Pro-America Report on The Answer San Diego.
2: Welcome to the Pro-America Report hosted by Ed Martin. I'm Andrea Kay, continuing to fill in for Ed while he takes a, a little time off. And hopefully he's enjoying his little, I, I don't know, I, I don't know if it's like a crocodile Dundee walkabout that he's doing. but there Andrea, now I am
3: picturing Ed Martin instead of in a suit and tie <laughs> in crocodile Dundee attire. And I'm a little scared.
2: Is he in, in the Croc outfit with the vest with no shirt? Is that what he's talking uh, on? You your, said it. I didn't, right? and I'm hoping not. <laughs> hey, you know what? That happens to be one of my favorite movies. But, you know, I love the Whoa, idea we of- we
3: agree a- on a movie. This is, this is pretty great.
2: Right. You know, let's let's have more agreements as we go into 2022 right on on movies. So, Ed, we just want you to know, as as we do wrap up this year, that we hope that you have a glorious uh, New Year's e- New Year's weekend and enjoy the rest of your time off. And thank you for letting me fill in for you guys today on this last show of the Pro America Report for 2021. OK, so we've got and we've got a great show for you guys. Uh, we've got Raymond Arroyo. You guys remember him from Fox News. He's actually got a best-selling book out right now called. The Spider Who Saved Christmas. And I know Christmas was last week, but you know what? We need to be celebrating our Lord and Savior, in my opinion, every day. So why not celebrate a book that's just so charming and just so amazing that um, just brings uh, just another aspect to the story that is Christmas. He's going to be here to talk about that as well as the Christian battle going on. Actually, faith-based groups going out against the Texas abortion law, which is interesting. So definitely you're going to want to hear from that. Uh, Friend of mine, Bob Walters, who is the education contributor for my show, is going to be here. And he was at the forefront of educating people about what's happening in our schools and how they become indoctrination centers instead of education centers. He's author of the book Facing Reality and American Education. He will be here at the bottom half of the show. And, uh, but as usual, what Ed does is he opens with his wink what you need to know, and then we wrap the show with what you need to do. And um, and it's interesting because as we are ending up the year, what a lot of people don't know and what you need to know as we see that there are 600 cars right now reportedly waiting in line to be tested at a Missouri testing site for COVID, while we find out that a woman Tested herself in the middle of a, of a flight, and then when she tested positive, went and isolated herself in the bathroom on an airplane for five hours. What you need to know is these tests – and, and by the way, I consider that c- completely a, 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 a mental illness – that anybody would do that would be so obsessed um, that they would take a test. I, I, I have to assume that this woman. Andrew, was healthy. They've really
3: got into people's heads, haven't they?
2: Well, think think about this for a second, uh, um, technical director Noah. Think about a woman who's obviously healthy enough to get on the plane. So I mean, because I have to assume that if she was feeling sick, whether it's cold, flu, or whatever, or COVID, that you don't get on a plane and a crowded airplane if if you've got symptoms, right? Like coughing, sneezing, wheezing, and all Common that. Sense. Common sense, right? So I'm assuming that she's feeling healthy. Why in the world would she then be so obsessed with taking a test and then see that it's positive, asymptomatic and go and sit in, a, in, in, in the bathroom, which are tiny, they're minuscule. That's going to concentrate whatever, it, you know, um, if she is um, releasing any germs and spreading anything, of course, she's, you know, releasing it into this bathroom. And then and she's going to a-
3: use the bathroom.
2: Well, well, if she's in there for five hours, then she's making it hard for people, and then that means you've got other people unable to go to the bathroom. So it's just – it's psychosis what's going on, and here's what people need to know, and I don't know if you even know this today – Um, Noah, is that after December 31st, these tests that people are currently obsessed with right now, where they're waiting hours in line for, that this woman took on a plane, that we've got people all over this country desperate to get, we've got these tests being sold out in stores across the country, are no longer going to be used after December 31st.
3: I hadn't heard that
2: this actually was uh, planned by the CDC in July. They put out an announcement that, as of december thirty first they were going to be removing the emergency authorization uh, authorization use of these tests come december thirty first and they were giving testing organizations an opportunity to try to come up with something different other quote fda approved test. After the first of the year.
3: Why does something not smell right here?
2: Because because you have been paying attention, my dear friend, and you already know. You already recognize the stench and you know what's going on with these PCR tests. What, what a lot of people don't know, and a lot of people don't know what's been going on with these PCR tests. And even I learned something new today. That these PCR tests... Have been incorrect. We've actually had not a pandemic, but we've had a case demic. Those of us paying attention knew that there was there was a nefarious reason why they were pushing healthy people to get tested. We have never in the history of this country had people in flu season rush to get tested when they were healthy. Right. This was about getting people in a panic mode. This was about people getting obsessed and whether or not they had it. Oh, my gosh. I need to go find out if I've got it because I may be even though I don't have any symptoms, I may be walking anthrax. And if somebody comes with it and if I dare to walk out of my home or dare to go into a business, somebody might get within 10 feet of me and fall over and die. Right. It was about planting psychosis in the minds of the people through these tests. Right. Even though as these tests came about, we learned that it was false positive after false positive. And some people might say that 5% false positive isn't much. Well, when you think of millions of people getting it, it is a lot. And they use these high case numbers as a way to keep people locked down in their homes, as a way to force isolation. If you get a positive test result, regardless of whether or not you've got any symptoms, you need to isolate in your home. They're still pushing that crap on us in spite of the false positives. You and I also reported on my show that they not only was there a problem with false positives, but when somebody takes the test and gets a positive, they have to retake it and retake it until they get a negative. And those retake positives were included in a original case counts as though they were a brand new case of covid oh yeah so
3: you you, you know and how long do you think that's been going on for andrea and how many additional non-existent cases has really that number been inflated to it's ridiculous
2: millions of millions it's been enron math With this case, demic is what it's been. We also know that, and we've known for a while that, even according to the CDC's website, that these tests test for a conglomeration of viruses that is not specific to. Including the common cold. Including the common cold, and that brings me to something that people need to know today. That I learned today, I did not realize. That going one of the reasons why we've got all these false positives to the tune of, by the way, um, that it, it, two things that I learned before I get into the most important one or one of the most important, you can continue to test positive twelve up to twelve weeks after you no longer have this virus. Think about the implications of that. Skins where some, where they now they're pushing people to get tested. Somebody who might have had it four months ago is now going to be isolated, not able to go and do their job. When they don't even have it, it's going meanwhile, to destroy families. It's destroy families, destroy jobs, destroy careers, uh, destroy our healthcare industry because we've got healthcare. We've got uh, we've got uh, healthcare workers unable to, to go on the job. How, how many how many people are not nurses and doctors are not able to go in today to the hospital because they took a PCR test that shows that they're positive when it's been months since they had it and there's been no push for a test for antibodies. You mentioned the cold. When this test, part of the problem with this test was when they first came up with these tests, going back to February of 2020, they had no isolated SARS-CoV-2 to use to create the test. So what they did was they used the common cold. Aha. Think about the implication of that. Think about the implication.
3: It's all connected, Andrea.
2: Well the implication is yeah it's all connected the implication is this was a phony test it was never about SARS-CoV-2 from the start it this has been a mind game on the american people for for to, to, to the and i said early on that the tests were a huge part of the virus is real but the government reaction to it was about power and control and the tests were a key part of that Well you talk about the mind can, games
3: people as you're listening flash back to the lady that locked herself in the bathroom for the duration of a flight it's right. thick
2: it's, it's, it's really thick, and, and it's hard to get that out of the minds of the people. It's, it, it, what's created here is literally a mental disorder, um, and it, they, there's almost like – a it, it, in, in psychiatry terms, the way you treat people who have anxiety disorders, which this is, is they have to go through cognitive therapy because what happens is they catastrophize. They fortune tell the catastrophizing is, oh, my gosh, I tested positive. I need to go and sit in a bathroom for five hours because I'm going to die or I'm going to make somebody die. This is what we've done to the psyches of the American people. But what do we need to do and what can we do? Later on at the end of the show, we're going to have – Noah and I are going to give you guys some suggestions of what you need to do right now given the continued push for testing and the state of the testing and what they're not testing for in this country, which is immunology. All right, so stay tuned. We're going to switch gears. We're actually going to rewind. We're actually going to go back to Christmas, and we're going to talk about that with Raymond Arroyo and his best-selling book, The Spider Who Saved Christmas. Welcome back to the Pro-America Report. I am Andrea K. Filling in today for Ed Martin, who's out. Noah and I are still giggling over thinking of him out with a knife strapped to his arm and a, vet, and a leather vest and no shirt on a crocodile. And uh, strangely enough, with an Australian
3: <laughs> accent. I don't know how Ed got that great.
2: Um, look, we know we promised you Raymond Arroyo was going to be here to talk about his best-selling book, The Spider Who Saved Christmas. But uh, we got a little technical dip- difficulty with Raymond, so we're gonna we're going to make sure we get him rescheduled on the show because uh it's 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 important to remember the story of christmas and i think that this is just such a beautiful take on it and something that would be great to share with your children it also leads into the idea uh to a discussion about the christians and some faith based groups uh coming out against the texas abortion law so we promised to get raymond rescheduled for you guys in the meantime i'm kind kind of glad that happened because there's there's a big story today that's broken involving marjorie taylor green noah and it actually reminds me of something not that you and I talked about over a year ago on uh, my show, which is the Andrea K show here on the Answer San Diego at six p.m., and it was the idea exploring the idea of a national divorce between the red states and the blue states, and how would we do that? Because it, you know, many of us conservatives have been talking about this because I can I this is not 1991. This is not 1989. No, oh, it's more I like cannot, 1984 is what it's like. Exactly, and I can't. I cannot. Or 1939, and I cannot reach across the aisle and compromise people that. That want this country to be turned into Venezuela. They want to, to be, destroy America, Andrea. They want to destroy America, and so I, it's appropriate for y'all, for us to be discussing. Look, if 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 there's if there can be no meeting of the minds here if there is I, and I'm not going to compromise with people that want to destroy me if I was married to somebody that was punching me in the face every day and not allowing me as a woman it was it was keeping me handcuffed to uh, the kitchen no, stove you, get out of that okay, marriage. you would get out of that marriage you know you compromise and you go into therapy when somebody's not putting the tube uh, the cat back on the toothpaste right not when somebody's abusing you and that's really the state where many of us feel we're at as conservatives against what the agenda is of the left. And so there's been a discussion. And we already know um, that uh, the, the, a chart came out yesterday showing how many people have left blue states and where they've gone um, from California and New York, mainly the majority have gone to Florida and also gone to Texas. Um, the problem with that that Marjorie Taylor Greene pointed out today um, is that it's one thing for Democrats and people to leave these blue states. But That's all great and well and good. But the problem is they go to these red states. They go there because they, they're attracted to the very policies that have made those states successful. They're fleeing the policies that have destroyed the state they left behind. But then they want to go and and vote. For Democrats, therefore destroying the state. And she actually floated the idea that maybe if somebody is going to leave a blue state, that their right to vote be actually put on pause. Well, oh my gosh, that just caused all this controversy.
3: I don't see how Uh, that would cause controversy. I mean, I never thought about it that way, Andrea, but that way they go to this new state. They have to kind of rethink, hey, this is what is actually making this state work and be successful. And maybe I need to take some inventory on what I believe.
2: Well, absolutely. (laughs) You know, it's kind of like, to use the divorce analogy again, it's kind of like a woman who gets out of an abusive marriage before she's had an opportunity to to self-reflect on why she chose that person Person, why she married that person, why she stayed with that person, and really understand her pathology, what she brought to that relationship, what the dynamics were in that relationship, why it was a failure, what a healthy marriage looks like. Before you go through that, you might not want to get on a dating app, okay? You might not want to go on the TV show, you know, Married at First Sight. You might want to give it some thought. And we know that she's right here to be talking about this because Nevada was a largely red state. In many ways, until Californians moved to Nevada and turned it blue, we already see the destruction. It is, I don't consider Texas to actually be a red state anymore, because in many ways, there are pockets, there are aspects that are kind of purple, reddish, um, but there's much about Texas that has turned blue because of the Democrats moving there. So she got all this heat, and you know, she said, look, she said, um, you know what is necessary about threatening a divorce? It's a wake-up call to the one offending the other that they've had enough, and if the other party cares at all, they'll look at what they are doing wrong and care to fix it. National divorce is not civil war. That's an absolutely great point. She said divorces happen in court or perhaps for a country can happen in Congress. I'm not in favor of divorce. Uh, Happy marriage is a result of two committed people working together, resolving differences, and changing behavior that hurts the other. When has the Democrats ever admitted they've ever done anything wrong? They
3: don't. I can't even remember the last time they have done that.
2: Right. Um, You know, she she went on to say um, the state of our union is currently far from happy. I don't care how many Democrats I offend by calling it out. Uh, You like our red states because of our politics and it's our uh, Republican politics that create the very environments you like right? Um, She goes, so I will not apologize when I muse or discuss ideas that stop Democrat voters and donors who are moving out of the blank holes they created with their Democrat votes and donations from ruining great red states by bringing your disastrous ideas and destructive votes with you. And that's part of the problem we got going on in Georgia, because we have Yollywood down there now, right? We had a couple of productions, went to Georgia, and then because... They, they can't afford to make movies and, and produce movies here in California. So they go to Georgia and other places around the world. And then once they did there and started doing Walking Dead and then all these other movies, and now Tyler Perry has studios down there, then Netflix started doing movies and productions down there. Now they're like, you know what? We came here to take advantage of these, these red state policies, tax breaks and, regu- and regulatory uh, breaks going on here. But we demand that you do everything else that we want in form of abortion and this and this and this and this and this. And this. Right. They're trying to take turn the state blue. And they were a huge part of what's going on with Stacey Abrams down there. And the fact that Georgia um, is is trending blue right now. So I don't know if there's a way constitutionally that you can make somebody be on pause and not be able to vote.
3: I was just going to say, Andrea, something's got to be done because that's the problem. You know, you have people know the Democrats even know that are here that leave. Hey, California's broken; it doesn't work. But let's take my ideas and let's vote them in in Texas. That that's not that's not right.
2: No, it's not, and part of the problem we also have – that's why I've been, I've been pondering the idea of a national divorce for a while. We'd have to figure out – we've got resources you know, uh, you know uh, in different uh, – we've got military installations to figure out from a national defense standpoint, things from a natural resource standpoint to figure out and, and all of that, import-export among the states. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. There's a lot of details that would have to be figured out. But uh, the, the, one of the reasons why they've got this open border is – sh- and they're putting them on buses and putting them on fl- planes and flying them around the country is it's very strategic to try to change red states into blue. One of the big topics people were talking about yesterday was how uh, the Hispanic uh, – Trump brought a lot of Hispanic vote, votes to him. A lot of them were from Florida because those are Cuban and, and Venezuela refugees that can see the Democrat Party pushing the very agendas that destroyed you know their homeland but then the conservatives looked at it and were like yeah that's right you know these hispanics they're natural conservatives you know they're catholic and um so you know what's the problem you know flooding our country well there's a fallacy to that argument these are people that um you know if everybody voted according to whatever they supposedly say is their religion we wouldn't have so many jewish people voting democrat would we
3: No, that's a great analogy because most of the time, and I have many friends that are Jewish that do that. They're great people and they have great values. Unfortunately, they keep voting on the other side, but yet they complain that they don't like the direction that this country is headed.
2: Well, yeah, because you know somebody can say the assumption that every person coming here from Mexico or Central America is a Catholic um, is ridiculous. To assume that because Mexico is Catholic that everybody is, is is incorrect and a false assumption. To assume that everybody claims to be Catholic means that they're actually a practicing Catholic. How many Catholics do we have in this country, like Joe Biden, that are pushing abortion? So that's a stupid argument on behalf of the conservatives, right? Um, and and so we shouldn't be welcoming. But that's that's the plan is to no longer have red states anywhere. And it also a concern that I've got is when you've got uh, Biden saying, "Oh, you know, the solution isn't at the federal level; it's at the state level for COVID." Right? Um, they, if they, it, it, how does that tie into this? Well, because if we don't ever have a truly red state, if we don't ever have a truly red state anymore anywhere, and we even really don't now, even pockets of Florida are solidly blue with tyranny going on at hospitals and organizations, it just makes it harder for us in the long run. Um, If we don't understand who our true constituency is, understand conservatism, understand what we're fighting against, fight against them tooth and nail, and maybe the solution is to to, – we should be at least considering the option of divorce and what it would look like and be serious about possibly implementing it. All right. That's going to end this segment on divorce. Let's move on to something uh, more positive. Yeah, let's talk about (laughs) it. (laughs) <laughs> their school systems. <laughs> Not that that's positive about what's going on, but you know, we can't bury our heads in the sand. We got to understand what's happening. We need to, and, and as a result of people understanding, we've got people going to school board parents and pushing back against it. Joining me next is my friend Bob Walters, my education contributor, author of the book Facing Reality and American Education. Stay tuned. <laughs> Welcome back to the Pro America Report with Ed Martin. I'm Andrea K filling in for Ed, and I'm super excited as I fill in for Ed that I got my dear friend Bob Walters with me here. Uh, you Andrea K show listeners know Bob because he's on every week. He was at the forefront everybody's talking about schools right now where where have y'all been because bob walters has been focused on schools and saving uh our children's future for years and years and he's also the author of a great book called facing reality and american education he's got a new book coming out soon so we're going to make sure you pro america report listeners know about that book coming out soon um but for tonight he is here to talk about what's going on in our schools hi bob walters
4: hello good to be here again
2: Thank you. So what you got for us?
4: Well, uh, first of all, a former New Hampshire middle school teacher, Daniel Radigan, pleads guilty to threatening violent and sexual attacks against a state lawmaker who sponsored a bill calling for a ban on teaching critical race theory. Hard to believe there's that kind of resistance to doing away with this critical race theory mess that's being foisted on the schools. But anyway, he got fired. So well, that's good. Kind of just- Gonna do some jail time.
2: <laughs> Good, he should. All right, then but can, got- but but Kamala Harris will probably bail him out anyway. But go on. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, that's true.
4: <laughs> All right, then you got the DC public schools are investigating a lesson taught at Watkins Elementary School, where third grade kids were told to reenact the Holocaust, including <gasps> betraying Hitler and digging trenches to serve as mass graves and back in the open yard. The wow! What is the teacher on leave? until the investigation is complete and apologize for the incident. But it tells you the, the craziness that some of these teachers have got, and they're, they're there with our kids. Wow.
2: It's completely depraved. There is no excuse or explanation for why they would have a reenactment like that. Um, we're, no. you know, we've got colleges and universities that stopped having uh, K.A.'s Old South uh, sorority fraternity party every year because girls were in hoop skirts. Oh, we can't have that kind of – we can't have a party. That's not even a reenactment. But we've got – who Who was the poor child that was forced to play Hitler? And to have a third grader dig in graves is just absolutely grotesque. It, there's a yeah. ton i place to be teaching. We need to be teaching this history to our children, but not at the third grade level and not in such a depraved, disgusting manner.
4: I know. It's just it's terrible. Here's another one interesting or bad. Eastport, South Manor, Central High School District in Suffolk County, New York, sent out an email to all parents informing them that a new physician had been hired to combat sudden cardiac arrest of all students in K-12 who are now being administered the COVID shots. His job is to train all medical and teaching staff what to look for and how to react if a student goes into a serious reaction. Parents were shocked to hear this because this development fits their worst fear of the COVID shots mandated on little kids from five years and and above.
2: Uh, Let that sink in, listeners. This is the, this talk about true evil. They know that these shots, that children who do, do not get it and do not give it, to this date, um, at least under 500 children have been reportedly dead from COVID, and that, we don't even know if that's actually death from COVID, or just they, you know, died from something else and tested positive for COVID, and yet they are intentionally injecting, forcing the injections of children that they know so much are, are resulting in heart disease and heart issues, and if possibly death, that they're going to have a doctor on site to look for symptoms. That's astounding, Bob. This is, this is, talk about Germany. Talk about, this is Joseph Mengele level stuff.
4: It's really serious. Anyway, the Supreme Court for some good news and a five to four ruling found that once a state decides to subsidize private schools, they cannot disqualify some because they are religious. This case is called Espinoza. It's a second case also dedicated for Maine, which reaffirmed the same rule. So this is good news so far as helping religious schools also survive if this uh, school choice mandate passes in more and more states like California.
2: Well, that's absolutely. And one of the things that also might do is if we if we have to continue, I mean, we lost a lot of private schools in San Diego County and California with these shutdowns. They just couldn't continue because they weren't getting state funds, right? Taxpayer dollars to continue. That was part of the goal is shutting down the private schools here in California. And so if we can get uh, taxpayer dollars and we can get school choice done, we can we can really rehabilitate the private schools that are doing so much a better job and actually teaching our our children. So that had to to the Supreme court they've been disappointing lately but that was a good one
4: yeah at least five to four they, they came to the right decision yes now you got california's considering a new <clears throat> woke math program woke oh, dear. W-O-K-E.
3: <laughs>
4: surprisingly opposition is coming from democrats particularly professional democrats 1300 prominent mathematicians and scientists criticized this program by saying one size cannot fit all in a good approach to K to 12 math education. Students should take courses like algebra, calculus, and logical reasoning at varying grade levels, depending on the student's ability and foresight to study the program. This program would stop all advanced math courses and accelerated classes as well, but at least the largely Democrat professional leaders in math and science are opposed to it. So hopefully it'll get killed this coming year.
2: Well, it uh, should. I mean, we, I shouldn't be surprised to hear that these the Democrat, uh, you know, pe- people in this in in this field are against this. Um, but it would make sense, it, it, and I'm glad to know that there's some people uh, in the education industry that actually still have some some level of, of integrity when it comes to teaching. Because no, uh, because the ability to learn math. So many people like even when I was a kid. Well, when am I ever going to need calculus? There's more to Being taught these skills than just whether or not you're ever going to need to, you know, do the, you know, calculate the whatever of a quadrangle. Right. And these are skills we absolutely have to have. But we certainly have to have people with math skills go into architecture, engineering, um, uh, you know, all kinds of sciences and, and, and fields and the destruction of our country going forward from uh you know a nation of of technology and innovation um is is perilously at risk when we stop testing when we stop teaching and um so hat tip to those to those professionals
4: yeah and tell you how bad it is next time you go into a dime store to buy something and you give the girl a five dollar bill see if she can give you back the change without having to get to the computer (laughs)
2: <laughs> right and it's only going to get worse as we go to a cashless society right or or maybe that's the plan is they go to cashless and it calculates it it for you but but think about what that does that we don't act, we're not teaching people to critically think anymore we're not teaching people to ha- we're teaching them that they don't have to think at all and that hurts everybody in society in the long run which is ultimately the game of many it's it's to create people dependent so then they're going to if they're dependent they're going to want to uh, you know to be on the government dole
4: then I, got a, I got another one, a California teacher named Gabriel Gipp also brandished the Antifa, Antifa flag rather, in his class and was recorded as telling his fellow teachers that he had 180 days to turn these students into revolutionaries. Nice. The teacher supported, in fact, the violent overthrow of the U.S. government. He's been suspended and hopefully he'll get fired.
2: Hopefully he'll get fired. Think about that. This was someone who who's an actual, you know, they're continuing to claim that anybody was around the Capitol on January 6th as a terrorist insurrectionist trying to overthrow the government. Here we got a teacher who's intending to, you know, t- turn uh, students into insurrectionists, and he hadn't even been fired yet. Where's the FBI task force on on anti-terrorism that's rounding up teachers? Uh, and Not teachers, but uh meetings um we've got about a minute left we've got a minute left bob walter is anything else for us
4: well a quickie university of california irvine fires a director of ethics for defying covid mandates dr aaron caveri a longtime professor of psychiatry because he demanded that students who have had the disease be excused from taking the vaccine management said science doesn't justify this exception and he was fired
2: Wow. No, he, he. this was a man who who was not only somebody who's who's right on an ethics standpoint, but he was a right on science, right? I mean, only in today's America could you be told that your natural immune system, uh, you know, that God gave you that works doesn't work and that natural immunity doesn't exist. And um, so good for him that he stood up for science and, and, and tried to stand up for science and tried to stand up uh, for his students. Bob Walter, thank you for you standing up for students everywhere, and I appreciate all you do
4: that's right keep up the work yourself you're doing a great job
2: thank you hon happy new year
4: thanks bye-bye
2: bye Bye. all right now y'all stay tuned because we're going to wrap up the last uh, pro america report on uh for 2021 uh with a little what you need to do stay tuned
0: this is the phyllis schlafly report a daily broadcast from phyllis schlafly eagles a national volunteer organization founded by phyllis schlafly and continuing to uphold her legacy by honoring family values, opposing radical feminism, and representing a conservative perspective in our nation's capital. Now the president
1: of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. Over the past week, I've given you four practical examples of ways you can make a difference for America in 2022. We've talked about getting connected, attending local board meetings, publishing op-eds, and becoming a poll watcher or poll worker. If you didn't catch any of these topics, go to phyllisschlafly.com to get up to speed on what you've missed. Of course, these four ideas are just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to making a difference. You can run for office, volunteer for a campaign, or even file a FOIA request, just to name a few other ideas. No matter what you resolve to do for America in 2022, I hope you will bathe your decision in prayer. Make no mistake, America's problems are ultimately rooted in the spiritual realm. Psalm 127 verse 1 says, Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh but in vain. Notice that the verse does not say that the Lord will give the laborer and the watchman the day off. He expects us to put in the work, but we must trust in him for the end results. In 2022, resolve that you will pray for America. Make a list of government officials at every level and pray for them regularly. No one expects you to pray for all 535 members of Congress, but you can certainly pray for your representative and your two senators. You can pray for the president, for your governor, for your mayor, and whoever else you can think of to pray for. Pray for our military and first responders. We here at Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, we'd appreciate your prayers too. Once you've prayed, you're ready to take action. In 2022, America will need patriots who have the courage to pray and to act. Will you be numbered among them? With the midterm elections, the ongoing efforts of the Biden administration, and an all-out culture war for the hearts of our children, there will be no shortage of ways to get involved. Resolve today that you will pray and take action for America.
0: This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Our mission, clearly stated at com, is to enable and mobilize grassroots activism on behalf of cherished conservative values. You're encouraged today to go online and read the goals we support and those we oppose. Then join us. That's com. Thanks for listening and come back next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report.
2: Welcome back to the Pro-America Report. I'm Andrea K, filling in for Ed Martin. This is our li- – I said before the break, this was the last Pro-America Report before the new year. This is our last live one. Uh, we will have a couple of re- replays some best dubs for you, personally selected for you guys out there for to, to play uh, tomorrow and also on Monday. So lots still for you to listen, and that's great. If you missed a few shows, you'll get to hear some, some little makeup segments. And you can always hear past shows of Pro-America Report by going to ProAmericaReport.com. Um, Okay, so what you need to do, I open the show with what you need to know, which is about the fact that the testing obsession that continues uh, today uh, with 600 people. And I think about how how many cars that is to have 600 of them waiting to be tested in Missouri. Uh, A woman locking herself in the bathroom for five hours after she tests positive when Omicron right now the uh is is little more than for most people the what is listed on the side of a NyQuil bottle. On top of it, the obsession with these tests are over tests that are not going to be relevant a couple of days from now um we know that these tests have been inaccurate uh, false positives they were not based on actual SARS-CoV-2 but they were based on the cold so what do you need to do what can you do about this well one of the things that I think we can do is start putting pressure uh if you think about the implication of all that maybe it's time to put pressure on them to end any forced testing whatsoever of anybody any place anytime whether it's your workplace whether it's involving uh whether it's involving an in, uh, if you're a part of a union whether it's involving your school go to these, you know, I know we got the holidays right now, but we're, but we're people are going to be back on, we're going to be having school board meetings. Uh, Congress will be back. You'll be able to get on the phone, get on the phone with your congressperson and say, you need to put pressure on this and get on the phone with Democrats. Just because you're a Republican doesn't mean that you're not allowed to call somebody who's a Democrat who represents you because the truth of the matter is, is even if you're not in the district of say a Mitch McConnell or in the district of an AOC, in the end, they actually represent all of us because they all vote on all the bills, right? We need to be put, putting pressure on them to end if they're going to end the emergency use of these failed crappy tests then we need to be the removal of the emergency use means we're no longer in an emergency and nobody should be mandating any test any time any place and that's one thing that we can do we can accept personal responsibility we can take power back personally, over the Which is how it should
3: have been handled since day one, Andrea.
2: Absolutely. I think one of the reasons why the CDC did this is because there's a lot now going on, like in, in New York, uh, At I think it's uh, city, if not state workers, healthcare workers in New York are told that testing is no longer even going to be an option. So one of the reasons why they might be pulling this test at this point is because the next step in the plan is you're not even going to be allowed to take this test. As, as it's going to be the mandate for the shot or else. So that could be the other aspect to this. Either way, that makes it even more important that you understand the game that's been played with these tests, that it has been a game of, of case-demic versus pandemic on top of the fact that while they spent all this money on these crappy failed tests, they could have been spending money on tests to test you for your antibodies and natural immunity, and they could have been spending money instead of sending these tests out to be sending out and making sure you had access to therapeutics that actually worked, right?
3: Which they've also denied since day one.
2: Which they've also denied since day one. So the bottom line is is what you, what you need to do. For this aspect of your life is the same as what you need to do for every aspect is instead of sitting back and complaining or feeling like the victim, we need to take our power back. And that means taking action. Our Congress people, they want to be reelected. Your mayor wants to be reelected. Your city council wants to be reelected. Your DA, all the rest. of them, They don't want to lose that power base. And if they think they're going to lose it because you're not going to vote for them again because they've gone along somehow with this insanity, then it's time to let them know it's not going to happen again. Right. Um, as we wrap up this last uh, live show for Pro America Report, anything you want to say as we go into the new year? Um, any predictions you want to make? Any top stories for you? Um, the for twenty twenty one technical director Noah.
3: Uh, anything that gets Crocodile Dundee Ed out of my head is is, is definitely the way to go. <laughs> no, just that as we start this new year, and I'm, I'm, I'm like you, we talked about it on your show just together, and I am ready to kick 2021 to the curb and start a brand new year. And what a better way to start the new year, Andrea, than to stand up for yourself, say, you know what, we're not going to accept this testing. We're not going to accept these mandates. And we're actually going to take personal responsibility and say, you know what, I'm an American, and the buck stops right here.
2: Absolutely, that's so well said. And I was thinking as you were saying that, that maybe our New Year's resolution, Pro America Report, is about uh, the conservative movement. It's about individual liberty, individual freedoms. It's it's it was uh, it was uh, based, you know, Ed Martin is and the Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. They were the OGs of America First. They were the OGs of of the conservative movement. And maybe our New Year's resolution needs to be to join them and 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 and, and take an individual responsibility. Instead of just saying my New Year's resolution is I'm going to lose five pounds and go to the gym. Say, what can I do every day to further the cause of freedom? Exactly. Who can I this call? goes
3: well beyond Democratic, goes well beyond Republican. This is about being an American.
2: Absolutely. And um, so I want to thank Ed Martin as we close out 2021 for for giving me the honor of filling in for him this week. I'll continue that as we resume our live shows on Tuesday. You can listen to all Ed's past shows. If you don't want to listen to me, you can just go listen to past Ed shows at ProAmericaReport.com. Technical Director Noah, thank you so much for helping me this week. Always. Happiest of of New Year's to you, to To producer Joanna. Thank you to the guests that allowed me uh, to um, talk to them this week. I appreciate all of you, and I just hope you have a very, very safe, happy, and free New Year as we roll in 2022. Thank you so much. Peace out.